Oh, my computer crashed. Oh no, I've got a virus. Oh, no way, no internet connection. Do you need help? Call IT Mayday. 647-977-7113. ITMayday.com. Hi, you're listening to Linda Pinizzato here at the Condo Expert, sponsored by Bayshore Health and Wellbeing and powered by the Hayes FM. Randy, I just thought of something, shared facilities. You know, we never talked about that part, and that's an interesting part. And the reason is, is because, you know, it's very, very common today for builders to build more than one building. Because what they want to do is they want to share on the amenities. Right. So, exactly. So, rather than, you know, building one or two, now they're even going three or four and, or they're doing one part, which is a condo hotel. They're doing another part, which is a recreation center. Hmm. And now there's talk about all different other styles. Again, all new concepts or a lot of changing concepts coming to the forefront. The interesting part is this is requiring for everyone, all the boards, to work together. Mm, okay. That, okay. That's see? another sort of level of complexity. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Because now we're talking about, for instance, if you have four different parts to the shared, that means you've got four different boards. Mm. So if you've got five people per board, you have 20 people here that need to all agree Wow. On shared facilities. And the interesting part is if you have, you know, one property manager that's handling everything or say you have disputes or whatever that's going on, then technically speaking, and then you have a separate reserve fund that's going to be for the shared. You're right. The complexity behind that, if you bring a commercial entity to the picture, then it's even more complex. And if you take, say, land only. You could do that as well. There's a section of land only. So what I'm saying is, is that diversifying condominiums with new designs and new platforms and new initiatives. Again, we're, we're, we're not just talking about now building materials and construction, the way they're being built. We're actually talking about the whole new operations of condominiums. And yeah, I mean, and that is something I just, you know, I sound like a broken record here, but that would be definitely something that we'd like to hear about anyone who's, you know, been involved with having to sort of, you know, negotiate that, you know, in terms of the actual operations, that would be fascinating to, to, you know, hear about because, I mean, as, you know, as you and I just said, I mean, the complexity of it, but, you know, also the newness of it, I mean, we hardly know, at least in academia, we hardly know anything about how boards work, you know, how they relate to residents, you know, unless you've been in a condo. But to find out how, you know, different boards relate with to other boards in, in a situation where they essentially have to agree on something. And then, as you say, also in relation to the property manager, yeah, that would be interesting to, you know, to find out about. So maybe there actually needs to be some separate kind of a a protocol of some sort that would be specific, like standard of care, specific to shared facilities. Like, I mean, there there should be something that would actually force a mechanism to work together. Because, I mean, if you're doing a majority vote, 
you can do that, but you can't do it in shares. In shared facilities, you have what's called as a reciprocal agreement. So there has to be a representative from each corporation. So you can't move forward even with a majority vote because hmm. everybody has to have their input. Right. Gotcha. Right? I mean, is, do you think the review is considering this? Up until now, uh, you know, I mean, they've touched on the the fact that, yes, there's shared facilities and, yes, there's a reciprocal agreement. But I don't really know how much specific research is being handled with respect to comments relating to the concept. Okay. You see, yeah. have we actually found out the problems of that okay. is, is the question. Because, you know, I mean, even if they put a, a huge recreational facility... You see, when builders are building these, it's actually really convenient for them. They can build one huge recreation facility and everybody can use it. And, you know, you're, I'm sure with building permits and everything else, when you're doing one, two, three, four phases, it's fine. But I also know of a phase, actually, that's happened, uh, you know, in the suburb area where the builder changed his mind about what he wanted to build as the second phase. Mm. And now it became a rental mixed low profit housing, which has to get tied into the original building where it's all condominium owners. Mm, I see. Do you see what I'm talking about? And now they're also incorporating suites uh, because they want to create affordable housing. So they're bringing in affordable housing suites into the building. So there's another little concept going on there, which is different. Hmm. And it's not to isolate anybody about, you know, where they're income levels are it's it's not a case of that it's mm-hmm. just a case of trying to understand the mechanism of how the whole thing is going to work to the benefit of all the corporations mm-hmm. do you see so that you don't have animosity building because somebody paid this and somebody else paid that and you know you don't want to build animosity you want to keep a good condo community relationship yes I mean, it would be interesting to know what, you know, to what extent these arrangements have been looked at, you know, from the United States, because, you know, like, I'm just thinking of the gated communities, you know, in in a lot of cases, they had those kinds of uh, setups, especially the larger ones, you know, with shared facilities. So I I guess what I'm suggesting is there must be some examples out there that, um, that work, and obviously some that, you know, probably don't work. But it's not as though, you know, I'm, I'm guessing that this probably isn't brand new for North America. And hence, there there must be some, you know, legislative reform or, you know, some regulations in place or even just, you know, on a sort of case-by-case basis, there must be some information available, you know, from the U.S. where this has been, you know, again, in, in place for a while. And, you know, perhaps they've been able to smooth over some of the uh, the rough patches. Right now, they have um, basically the Condo Act covers it, like as far as reciprocal agreements and so on. Mm-hmm. They they cover it more of a FYI, this is the way it's supposed to do. This is the Provincial Condo Act, and this is how you're supposed to be handling it. Mm-hmm. However, it's self-enforced. So okay. you see, so the problem is, is that, you know, unless both corporations or two or three or four want to get into mediation and arbitration and dispute resolutions or, or try to come to some terms with one another, it becomes, uh, there's no forced type of structure that would 
maybe try to take the heat off, in other words. Mm -hmm. You see, now, I mean, it's a tough one, but it's certainly something maybe condo owners out there. I'm opening that door because it's possible that, uh, you know, condo board members, Mm -hmm. more specific to them, would have information that would be invaluable for you with respect to that kind of a structure. Because sometimes condo owners don't really know what's going on with that. That's kind of a behind-the-scenes feuds going on between different condo buildings that are all supposed to be working together. Right, yeah. No, and definitely be interested in in hearing about it. Again, I mean... I don't want to say a bit of a disadvantage, but, you know, because we haven't done the research to any great extent yet, you know, I'm at a bit of a loss for uh, for a quick answer to that. But but certainly there there must be some models, you know, beyond the legislative sort of framework, but the way that things actually work that uh, would would sort of be interesting to know about and, and perhaps, you know, in some cases reproduce. Oh, yeah. Well, the sky's the limit. Sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> the sky's the limit. Like, yeah. seriously, I uh, I welcome all the condo owners out there. If you're listening to the show or tell your friends and family, uh, anybody that you know, co-workers, to step up and uh, help out the University of Windsor, help out Randy Lippert with this review that they're doing, because this study is very important. You know, I think that what they're doing is, is that, I mean, literally, you're taking a North American view. Yes, of everything. Yes. Right. So up until now, I mean, I've heard within Canada, I mean, started out province. Actually, I mean, way back when, I think it started out municipal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it went okay. to province. And now there's that little uh, overview of the federal side or the provincial, the, the Canadian side. But now, I mean, if we're looking at templates of what's happening, like in New York City and other areas in the United States, Mm-hmm. That is, you said Arizona. They've had that much condo development. Well, again, I think mostly as as gated complexes. But yeah, I mean, homeowner associations in you know in in that respect. I mean, to the extent that you know they're they overlap with condo corporations. That yeah, they have had a lot of experience and in some cases a lot of bad experiences. But um, yeah, I mean, the comparative aspect of the study I think is important because, you know, the the condo legislation in Ontario comes from a similar mother, right? It comes from primarily from the United States, you know, in the late 1960s, and they borrowed from Puerto Rico where they first set up the legislation and, and so on and so forth. It was in Europe, you know, much earlier than that. But there's no reason to think that there aren't good examples there that we can draw from and and vice versa, you know. And, and so, I mean, I think that's why it's so important to do comparative research if possible uh, rather than just assume that, you know, and assume that, you know, what's relevant only occurs within your jurisdiction and, you know, then you try and reinvent the wheel. There's no point to it. No. No. And, no, you there's know, even, absolutely no point to re, uh, reinvent the wheel because, the, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, everything that we learn today, if you think about our beautiful uh, airplanes up in the sky, you know, I mean, they followed the path. I mean, even radio, even telephone, Alexander Graham Bell. I mean, uh, how many times did Thomas Edison have to do his attempts for electricity? How many times was it? I think I read it somewhere <laughs> once. I was like shocked. <laughs> I was shocked. I mean... <laughs> He had how many failures? It was a ridiculous amount before he actually found the solution. Mm-hmm. You know, but on his past, moving forward, he kept learning from experience, things that didn't work, problems that came up. So, I mean, for us not to use that as templates. 
Right. And and we have to hear about the experiences yes. of owners and, and board members because it is so hard to, you know, to know. They're, they're sort of isolated. And, uh, you know, unless you get those experiences, you can't, you know, make sort of generalizations about, you know, what is happening or what should be done. So, you know, I think the key thing is, is that somehow we have to, with this show, is make sure that everybody out there recognizes that this is an important initiative. It is the perfect opportunity for them to be able to give out invaluable information that they really probably don't even realize that they have so much great information. Right. (laughs) No, that's very true. Yeah. Yeah, some people don't think they don't even that, realize yeah, it. That's right. And when when you speak with them it's it's like, uh, oh wow, you know, that's interesting and and that's also interesting and I mean, I think that's the case and condos and sometimes I mean, you know this as, as well. They're they're sort of taken for granted, you know, and to to a degree, but again, you scratch beneath the surface and you know, they're very interesting in in terms of both to live in um but also in terms of the governance. It's so complex and there's so many you know, things at stake and it's, um, it's going to be a fascinating research project. Oh, a hundred percent. So basically I just thought of a slogan, you know, I'm, I'm sitting okay. here and I'm thinking, you know what, you know how you get the buttons. I am a girl. Remember the, all the buttons that went out and was it right? And whenever they have these promo type things, they make the buttons. Mm-hmm, yes. Okay. I am a condo owner and my voice is important. So they need to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I really, I appreciate you coming on the show today. And certainly we're going to be working together, Randy. So you're telling me that this is a three and four years. So I have to block my calendar for the next three and four years and make sure that uh, we get this done right. <laughs> yeah. No, that's great. I really appreciate you yes. know, the opportunity, of, you know, to come on and, and talk about the research. And yeah, I, I do hope you'll you'll have me back to 100%. talk about the results. So. Well, we want to hear the updates. Absolutely. Okay. No, absolutely. And keep everybody informed. And then as different little parts of the picture come together... You know, there might be other parts of information that you may need, and then we have to ask the public again to step up. So it's, uh, I think, creating a working element here together is fantastic. I really, I think it's great what you're doing. It really seriously is. Terrific. Thank you very much. You're welcome. So before we end the show, if you could give that information out again to our audience, that would be great. Everybody grab a pen, write it down. Participants can contact me at uh, condo study. It's one word at uwindsor.ca. That's via email. Um, I also have a very rudimentary Facebook page, which as a study goes, it'll, you know, get better. It's two words, condo uh, study, and people can message me there. They can also contact me via telephone 519-253-3000. Three four nine six, and because this has gone through, you know, university ethics. There's also, of course, a ethics consent form that you know we'll send to you. And even if you just have questions about the research at this point, I'm happy to uh, respond to any questions you might have. And in some cases, I mean, not in some cases, I'm even willing to, you know, give you the the interview questions ahead of time if if you feel more comfortable with that as well. Perfect. So I am figuring that you're going to get lots of emails and telephone calls and we're going to get the show on the road. I'm very much hoping. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Randy. It's been such a pleasure. You're listening to Linda Pinizzato here at The Condo Expert, sponsored by Bayshore Health and Wellbeing and powered by the Hayes FM. You have a fantastic day.